There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's Friday. Well, I mean, it is for me. I don't know if it is for you. Could be next Monday for you. Welcome back to Private Education, the Smart Sex and Relationships podcast. Today, I have my guest and it is Cassie. And Cassie is normally sitting in the other corner. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Cassie's Hi. Cassie's normally sitting in the other corner being like, you know, techie and like wrangling scout. But she's my guest today. And we decided three and a half minutes ago that today we're going to talk about TV show reality TV shows perpetuating myths about relationships and how they they make you think that relationships are different and that they're basically unhealthy and horrific what do you think Cassie? yeah I just came here to shit on everyone's fun which is brilliant that's mm-hmm. what we want Love Island finished last night which is you know it makes this timely conveniently because like I said we came up with this topic three and a half minutes ago Mm -hmm. so we we haven't done extensive research I'm gonna say we have a lot of opinions though we have a lot of feelings very little research a lot of feelings though what's your first feeling so I just started watching Love is Blind now when I say I just started I put it on the other day for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and was like this is absolutely shocking and appalling and turned it off (laughs) and then I went away and was living my day-to-day life and I noticed that everyone seemed to be talking about it on Twitter and Instagram so I was like here I'll give it a go at exactly 36 minutes into the first episode I vomited in my mouth (laughs) I was like what (laughs) did you you vomit in your mouth and then do a quick time check yeah it was just like I know I was like I want to note this because I can't believe I felt that way so soon into yeah, the yeah, series. Fair, fair. So basically, for anyone it's who hasn't watched it, Love is Blind is this new... Um, deranged. Reality, so deranged. deranged. TV show on Netflix where <laughs> a bunch of... I'm going to say they're, they're deep South America singletons. Like, are we going to say deep South, yeah? We're in a weird Bible Belt okay. level of... Fair. No, fair. Their, their opinions about relationships are... Skewed. Yes. To say the least. Yes. I was going to say rudimentary. Like they are just, <laughs> they're just very, very straight laced. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Man and woman, woman comes home, man looks after woman. Yeah. Like it, that, yeah. first of all, was shocking. Then you put it into context where I figured that that's what we're dealing with and mm-hmm. um, made it a little bit better. But basically the premise of the show is that all these singletons um, don't meet each other. They talk to each other behind a wall Terrifying. Get to kind of know everybody, and then they propose to each other. And like propose, and I don't mean like the ride or a casual date. They mean like engaged. engagement, like marriage. They propose actual marriage to each other after a very short amount of time. Very short amount. Five of days time. was the five first. days was the first one. But I love you came on the second day. Yeah. So um, they're basically putting them into this weird bubble where they're getting to know each other. 
intensely, like intensely yeah. without that physical attraction, mm. which is also it's important in a relationship. Yeah. So they're taking that away, trying to build these meaningful connections, convincing these people they've built these meaningful connections after a short amount of time. And then they're pushing them towards marriage. Like you can see, right, the whole love is blind concept. You can see where that would be. OK, like, look, it's deranged, but it's great TV. We'll, we'll acknowledge that first off. But you can see why some producer in the deep south was like Great this idea. is such a novel thing we're going to take away the physical barriers to love and we're going to mm. make you see each other for who you are and there was this one of the initial kind of couples that emerged um, the guy was white the girl was black and they had this chat about how she'd never dated outside her race before yeah. and how now she was going to marry him and they were so happy and they were oh sorry spoilers but you know, that they were so happy and, and that she she would just have to learn how to, and she'd never kissed a white man before. There was all this stuff about, yeah. you know, the fact that she probably would never have gone for him if she'd seen him out, which kind of supports the but notion that love is blind. Love. And now they're in, in, in love, love. Yeah. and getting married. Yeah, so it after is... After five days. Yeah, and, and I think the thing, it is entertaining TV. That's the yeah, disgusting part about it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's, we're watching it and we're watching it with this sort of through this lens of this is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's entertaining yeah. for us. Car crash. Yeah. And we do the same with reality TV shows because yeah. we're well educated, experienced. We're in our 30s and we've have enough life experiences to watch that mm-hmm. and say, that's a car crash. That's yeah. not that is not going to work out. That <laughs> is going to go to absolute shit yeah. in a matter of days. <laughs> But yeah. as quickly as the relationship was solidified, yeah, it will that melt. is going to and you <laughs> yeah. are going to get hurt yeah. and you are going to be embarrassed. And this is a bad idea all around. Yeah. And it's ridiculous that we're perpetuating these kind of reality TV shows because we're watching it, even though we're watching it through that lens. Yeah, it's like when they I don't know whether they're creating it, knowing that we're kind of half laughing as we watch it or if they create it knowing thinking that this is people are going to think that this is, is I feel amazing like, it's I the, feel like the creators might be making it knowing that 50% of people are going to look at it and be like ah here this mm-hmm. is a load of my arse and then the other 50% are going to be like I could fall in love with someone in five days yeah and they're appealing to the people who are like yeah, searching for love at one point there's a girl in it who was like I just can't believe that two weeks ago I was on the dating scene and now I'm engaged to the love <laughs> of my life and I have a fiance and I'm like oh stop like giving people that fa- idea yeah. and thinking that that's false hope. Yeah. normal yeah. but not even false hope my problem with reality dating TV shows um, more and more is that they're perpetuating dangerous stereotypes of relationships or dangerous behavior as the norm Mm -hmm. and creating this um this new level of behavior that is totally unacceptable but because we see it on the tv and because we see really fucking good looking people do Mm -hmm. it everyone's like well that's fine you know and i think it started really badly a couple years ago in love island Mm -hmm. when it was the year with like wes and laura and stuff and there was that whole notion of oh, I'm happy with Laura, but I could, could be, be happier. And that sentence... The iconic line. The iconic, iconic line. Never but to be forgotten. That sentence and that sentiment then gave Wes license to go off and do whatever he wanted. Mm. And Love Island is weird because it's a game show. Yeah. You know, essentially. Yeah. And they're gamifying relationships and connections and, 
you know, they're, the whole premise of the show was go in there, find someone and try and win the money. Yeah. Um, and actually, someone on Twitter said last night, because obviously, um, well, not obviously, if you're into this sort of thing, Love Island, uh, the final of Love Island was last night. And I, like, it was, it, someone on Twitter said, oh, they should take away the money thing at the end. So you know the way at the end of Love Island, one person, a couple obviously wins, one person gets 50 grand in an envelope, the other person gets nothing in the envelope and then it's up to that person to say, yes, I'll share my money with this person that I'm Mm -hmm. supposedly in love with. And someone on Twitter was like, that should be taken away. It turns it all into a game show. It is a game show. And someone else got on and was like, sorry, it is a game show from start to finish. They're in there to win yeah, money. Like. But it's it's also, it's more than that because Love Island, people go on to Love Island to win a career, to win a short-term yeah, yeah, yeah. influencer win career. a contract with Pretty Little Thing yeah. or Boohoo.com or Pop Smear, whatever, whatever that show but thing like, is called. Love Island is a different planet. Yeah. It is a different... It's, it's a different society because they operate within different yeah. rules and the rules within Love Island are you can meet someone and then shift them and then go away and a couple of days later recouple with someone else. Yeah. They take away all of the normal social boundaries that yeah. we have which totally. are there to protect people yeah. you know if they like take away Love respect Love Island is like a holiday romance on ketamine it's like the Gwale talked on like oh my exactly God. it's like the Gwale talked on serious hard drugs you're in this weird microcosm where you're you only exist to the other people in it yeah so only those people there can understand your experience yeah and you create this this language and you create these social norms that you all buy into and you all agree with mm-hmm. and they're the things that give license to bad behavior so yeah. wes's sentence i could be happier all the boys then were like oh yeah well if wes can do it i can, I can do, do it. it if that's the thing i can do it mm-hmm. then the following year it was all about connection i just yeah. feel i have a better connection. connection i had an instant connection yeah. with someone and they're just they're using these words yeah. out of context. This year was shoot your shot. This year was like, you might as well shoot your shot. Why That's not? That's it. You, you have a chance. You notice these catchphrases <laughs> yeah. every year and you notice them in different TV shows yeah. all the time as well. And what they are, are new rules. And oh. it's like, you know, everyone who's in the show agrees to be part of that weird sub-society mm. where they can behave in that way. And while they're in the villa and while they're on TV and participating in a game show, that's fine. Yes. Because that's what they have to do to win the money. They're all buying into it. They're all consenting into it. So that's fine. But it's when those sentences and sentiments are then replicated in the normal yeah. world that's a problem. In and that's IRL. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Because it gives license to young boys to be able to say, oh, I could be happier with somebody else. Yeah. And to go out in a night out and fucking cheat. Yeah. And it gives license to people to, you know, pick up relationships relationships and drop them and whatever. And like, obviously, that's people's prerogative. Mm. I'm not saying everyone needs to commit to the first person that they, you yeah. know, that they meet and stick with them through thick and thin. Obviously, when you're young, you can um, find yourself and explore. But like, there's just a fundamental level of respect that's mm. missing from these relationships mm-hmm. that makes it such a hard watch. And I think that it's being, it, it's being treated as just commonplace now. As if it's real life. And that's what media has always, always done. Yes. People buy into media, watch media, enjoy media. And when I say media, I mean all forms of content. Online, TV shows, Netflix, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Games. Films, games. Songs. People like media that they see themselves reflected in. Mm-hmm. That's all people want. People like 
anything that they see themselves reflected yes. in. People like people that they see themselves exactly. reflected in. And it's an unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. You yeah. easily relate to people who look like you. Yeah. You relate to people who sound like you, feel like you, behave like you. Totally. So when you see that behavior and it might be a little dormant kind of like niggling thought in you, if you see that on the TV, it gives license to behave like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, both a positive and negative thing. Um, obviously, media representation of minorities, queer groups, all that kind of stuff is super important and has advanced political causes and society in ways that we couldn't have imagined. But now I think with the kind of with the level of TV shows that we have and these kind of reality TV shows, it's going the opposite way and it's mm. dangerous. And I know I sound like the biggest party pooper to be over here and be like, I'm worried about the I'm youth. worried about conf- I'm concerned worried. about the children. And like sitting up here in my five year relationship and being like, <laughs> you shouldn't behave like that. That's not normal. It's but true, though, because I am terrified for the youth of today. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me sound like well, the Mary Lou today, they're all out, they're all out <laughs> fucking dropping each other left, right, and center and doing anal. But like that's oh. all they do. They that's all they do. There's just like, uh, could I be happier? Well, I could be happier with that other girl because she'll do anal with me. That's but no, what we're obviously like we're obviously generalizing, and yeah. I do believe that there enough people can look at these things critically. Yes. To um, well, you would hope that anyway. To yeah, to yeah. see what's different or yeah. not. But I think that there it will come a point where like not everybody can look at it critically, and not no. everybody can identify that it's um, it's dangerous. Yeah. And there are some I've noticed in like Love Is Blind and X on the Beach, yeah. and other series that I've named here, like um, uh, Are Bachelor? You the One. Uh, it's these count? ones it's the kind of ones where they gamify it a little bit yeah. where you see the really uh, negative behaviours yeah. yeah. but for a really long time relationships have been portrayed really dangerously yeah. in media and film I, th- I think they're I, like I think they're always per- portrayed really badly like there's very few accurate representations in TV or film of relationships a normal healthy relationship yeah like you know whose what? relationship is healthy on telly? Nobody's because it's not good crack to look at. Yeah. Like imagine Ross and Rachel were just happy together. But like Monica and Chandler were. Like but they were and they weren't. And like they weren't like the fulcrum of the show either. Yeah. Like the, if okay, if Monica and Chandler were the way they are and then Rachel and Ross were also just happy together over the course of 10 years. It would have just been very boring. It would have been the shittest show ever. Yeah, I suppose. And that's the thing that like relationship is the a relationship is the easiest way to create conflict. And yeah. conflict is the driving force of all narrative. Totally. So it's like it's very in fact it's supremely difficult to create conflict without relationships. Exactly. Um I think an interesting thing, sorry. Emma's coming in with an interesting thing. Would you like to come over to my mic, Emma? No, no. <laughs> I don't think Emma needs a mic no. ever. Okay, go on. I'll turn no, this towards I just you. I say that I kind of hear people talk about it as well. Like that that turning love into a game makes people feel like winners and losers. Like if you are in a relationship watching it like you feel like you're winning and then it can make people who are single feel like in real life that they're like they're not winning, you know. That's true. Yeah. So Emma, that is true. Producer Emma has just chimed in and said that gamifying relationships, which even when you say it like that, yeah. just you realise how yeah, dangerous just disturbing, it is. Yeah. Gamifying relationships makes creates winners and losers, and it makes single people feel like uh, losers, losers, and people who are in relationships feel like winners. And obviously, which is inherently bad, which is so so bad because then it puts it makes. It, it, it basically tells you that being single is bad and being in a relationship is the only way things can be good which is 
nonsense. Yeah. Um, I do have a great list. Do love a list. Oh my God. Hey. Of, um, when did you make this list in the last three and a half minutes since you decided three and to and a half. I have, to, I, have to, I have a couple of lists. So I'm going to bring did out some Did you have this data. pre-prepared? No, I didn't, but it's always on my mind. <laughs> It's clearly, just ready clearly. for the opportunity yeah, to okay. ever bring it out. I just, I run this podcast studio in case people ever ask me to jump on mic. Okay. Um, so <laughs> there is <laughs> symptoms and you'll start, you'll start recognizing these as like plot. Uh, Drivers? Yeah. Okay. So uh, things that we've noticed in film that are portrayed in films as romantic in real life are dangerous and, and toxic okay so predatory behavior earlier on so the classic guy pursues girl who doesn't know that he exists yeah so i think that my um one there's a film with freddie prince jr in it that always comes back to me it's not she's the one she's the one is that massive uh yeah the transformation transformation yeah, yeah, which yeah. we were talking about off mic there the other day mm. the classic you know, girl, girl gets transformation suddenly becomes guy, yeah. yeah awful. What else was Freddie Prince Jr. in? I um, am struggling here. It's well, the he film. was in Scooby Doo. I think. Are he we talking about Scooby Doo? No. Scooby Doo is not. Um, no. Okay. I'm going to find uh, our producer Emma is researching the film <laughs> over there in the corner. <laughs> Furious googling. Um, there wasn't. There was actually a film just to just while we're waiting she's for the Google. She's all that. Is the other film? Sorry. She's. Oh yeah. She's all that. Um, there's a film called Center Stage. Have you ever seen it? Oh, I don't think so. No, it's very niche. It's a dance film. And I was obsessed with dance when I was a child. Um, and I actually, funny story, rented it so many times for my local extravision. They just gave it to me because they oh. felt sorry for me. And I was the only person who ever rented it on video. Video. Back in the day. Children. A video is this thing. No, I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, um, in that film, there's a guy and there's a girl. And the guy wants to go out with the girl. She's a ballet dancer. He's a waiter who is studying medicine. And he... Turns up at her place of work several times and he convinces one of her friends to uh, tell him her last name. Mm -hmm. So then he starts stalking her with phone calls at her place of work. Then he gets in touch with her mother and all of this, all he does all these things. And in the end, everyone's like, oh, isn't that so lovely? He like really liked her. And then she gets with him and all as well. And it's yeah, it's a it's a very, very, very much a subplot of the film. Um I think his name is Jim or Tim maybe and her the dancer's name is Maureen. Anyway, it's, a, it's very much a subplot but it's so bizarre how the the film puts this forward as this like normal healthy thing for a guy to do and it's somewhat portrayed as being yeah. romantic. And it was it was like a plot of all the early 90s. Like yeah. even 500 Days of Summer. Like he pursues her. He's so in love. Yeah. His love is endearing because it's nothing is going to get in his way. Yeah. Um, and we've seen it over and over again. But like that Aladdin. is... <laughs> let's, let's leave Disney out of it now for a little while. Let's Sorry, not ruin yes, okay. everyone's fun. Nobody can go watch TV anymore. We're literally yeah, shitting no, we've on We've taken everything. away all of your good programs that you like. Um, but like th- that's it. That that kind of like persistence is key. Like that yeah. was the messaging, and yeah. that like you will fall in love with someone if you just stick with it. Yeah. Which obviously, if that happens, women in, have no agency. Like no, you know, and like a woman will succumb to your advances because yeah. they're cute. Yeah. But like in reality, they're fucking creepy, and Terrifying. it's I just sound like such an annoying person but like it's harassment if someone (laughs) is constantly at you for a date and you're saying no and they ask you again and again and again okay harassment might be a bit harsh but it is annoying and it's it, per, it puts someone in an uncomfortable position to yeah. be able to have to say no yeah. over and over and over again. And in films, like 
so in real life you sh- you're if you're being asked and asked and asked and pursued and pursued and pursued all the films and all the television shows will tell you just say yes it'll probably work out in the yeah. end but no it, but it does not because it, it it's indicative of very like um of of kind of obsessive behavior yeah you know yeah um and controlling behavior yeah and this okay the next thing on my list here this list is by the way six bad relationship behaviors that the media portray as romantic from dr marcia siorta md i really enjoyed that this is list. cassie's pseudonym <laughs> yeah it's me <laughs> just ways to shit on people's day um, <laughs> so boundary violations and okay. this is what we're seeing right in um in these reality tv shows because they're put in situ with each other often for like a period of time together so Love Island they're together for six weeks yeah. are you the one they all move into the same house together right. so are they are, are, is Love Island what's the boundary there Like, so I mean it's just boundary violations are where very early on in a relationship someone's um, you you just don't respect people's boundaries and you you're not creating that personal space yeah so you're not you know it's it's that intensity is created straight away yeah. and that creates an expectation yeah. of intensity for the entire relationship yeah. and the things you set out early on in your relationship are very difficult to then reset a year six months Agreed. a year and a half in. but even like after like in with in the case of love island like you go in and it is like a holiday romance you spend 24 hours a day with someone in this place where you don't have a job to go to you don't yeah. have any of the normal life parameters to deal with you don't, you don't have, have your phone you don't have your phone you've literally nothing getting in the way yeah and like you're extremely hot in the case of love island anyway you're like a really really hot person a really really hot person in the real world is pursued and chased and you know has a lot of options and when they're in a villa with only the same people for the whatever it is six weeks like and there's cameras there of course they can't be you know, and they still manage to cheat on each other in a weird yeah. way. Like, even though there's cameras there and there's people monitoring what they say I to each other, they, they still manage the cameras. To, they must forget too, yeah. them because their behavior is extent. so bad. Yeah. yeah and also you can't, even if you go in with a certain pretense of who mm. you want to be portrayed or who you want to portray yourself as, that you, will, it, you yeah. can't keep that up for six no. weeks. Nobody can, unless they're complete and utter narcissists, which some of them probably are. I agree. But, um, yeah, the... The boundaries like, thing in Love mm. Island is significant, I think. Um, I had another point. Oh, yeah. And despite the cameras, the gaslighting and the yeah. environment that you're in, right? So, like, typically, if you meet someone in the outside world, it is healthy to talk to your friends and family about the person you are seeing. Yeah. So it is important to get an outsider's perspective on something that has happened or conversations that you have or behaviors because you have to talk to other people who've had those experiences to give you insight and let's not forget the one thing that the people in Love Island are lacking because obviously they can talk to each other but the thing that you do when you need to run something by someone in your family or friend you go to someone who in it mainly cares about you yeah and who only has your best interest at heart and only has only wants good for you whereas when they go to someone else in the villa for advice it's on it's totally it's, they yeah. don't they don't know each other they don't really yeah. care about each other but also they're not objective they're asking yeah. for advice on yeah. a similar it's, it's the blind leading the blind like it is, it is you're asking for advice <laughs> and someone who's in a similar situation yeah. and has no greater Some insight 20 year old who's never had a boyfriend yeah. <laughs> like, whereas like if you if you have a proper comparison on the outside world and you've met someone and they're behaving in a way or you're saying to your friends, look, I'm happy with such and such. I could be happier with someone else. What do you think? They might be like, uh, 
cop yourself on or <laughs> deal with it in the appropriate way. Yeah. Meet up with them, text them, let them know it's not working out. Mm-hmm. Maybe give it a day or two before you go back on the dating apps or whatever it is. But in Love Island, it's just so intensified and it's so... um it's it's just because it's, I suppose it's a TV show and everything happens it has to happen instantly as well again that is just creating this weird vortex where mm. respect and normal behaviour has just gone out of it Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But also, I think despite the cameras in Love Island, we did see last year an awful lot of gaslighting. Mm. So even though things were recorded and they knew that the person they were talking to could later go back and view the footage or would later see what was happening. In that moment, they still chose frequently to lie. To just lie. Or to kind of lead people on and, and, uh, you know, change the parameters of what was said or yeah. to say things like I didn't say it like that that wasn't and my intention and you know intention, what's funny I think last season they that that gaslighting thing really 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 showed itself because in previous seasons before the duty of care thing came in yeah um, which I obviously is, can only be a good thing but before that duty of care thing came in what they used to do was one of the episodes was they would replay things that people had said yeah. to the other people in the villa. So mm. they'd they'd actually show them evidence or quotes or video footage of the other person. But saying again something. taken out of context. Taken out of context. Yeah. But still, like, you know, they knew uh, there was an, a, a little bit of awareness that, okay, if I say this, the the show may play this back yeah. in to all my mates. Whereas when the Judy of Care came in, they took that out. So everyone was just like it's unlikely that this will get repeated back until mm. we're at least out of the villa. Yeah. And some people have no intention of continuing their relationships outside of the villa, so no. they don't really care. No. But I think there was um, there was obviously some incident in 2019 mm. in the summer show yeah. because it caused Women's Aid to come out and make a statement. And the statement, they said that they were increasingly concerned about what appeared to be unhealthy, fledging relationships being used as entertainment. The programme has shown Amber repeatedly seduced, reduced, <laughs> seduced and reduced, but <laughs> reduced to tears and appearing to have her emotions manipulated. We hope the producers are looking after the well-being of the contestants and will step in at any form of beha- if any form of behaviour becomes abusive. Um, we have been in contact by a number of viewers and social media throughout the series about the behaviour they are worried about involving several contestants and would ask the producers to always take this seriously. Um, so basically, I think that was about when... Um, 
there was so much going on that season yeah and like Michael was saying things to Amber along the lines of that's not how it happened or that's not what I said yeah. or yeah. trying to trying to retrospectively change, explain yeah. or change what was what statements were yeah. made and Obviously, when you're sitting next to someone, gaslighting is so insidious. It's I'm just such get, a big I literally problem. just Googled Amber gaslighting and I have a lot of information mm. here. Like it's it's when someone's basically. Um, I don't know the actual definition of gaslighting, but it's like when they're manipulating the situation or your thoughts to make you believe something that isn't necessarily true. Yes. Or to question how you remember something. Yeah. And it, like. Or to me, I feel like for me, the kind of gaslighting thing is when you are made out to be the crazy one. Exactly. Like as in as when in you, you were so you drunk, you don't remember that. Yeah. Or you or you did this. You, or like, say, I don't know, like say uh, Amber was like, hey, you were totally flirting with her. And then Mike's like, you're jealous. No, you're, you're just not. You have, yeah, you just or you have a problem yeah. with jealousy. You so have a problem. turning it, turning mm. the fault completely around and making the other person think that they're the one with the issue. Exactly. And it's a really, really dangerous manipulative behavior. Yeah. And it's one of like the biggest red flags that yeah. people should look out for in a relationship. Yeah. But that is something that we unconsciously do when we're watching these TV shows. Mm. Because when a woman often reacts to a guy who's behaving inappropriately because we've already bought into the license of well they can do that and they can talk to whoever they want and they can get to know whoever when a girl takes issue with that the jealousy is often thrown on her and we have those yeah. tropes all the time yeah, yeah, in media yeah. that women are jealous yeah. hyper you know um hypersensitive yeah. hysterical yeah. and men are yeah they can be players but they're charming and they're flirtatious yeah, they're and whatever cucumber, yeah, so yeah. you know and it's and it I'm not going to get into those tropes and those stereotypes yet but yes I'm not going to yes. sorry <laughs> that's another episode <laughs> of Cassie shits this, on this everyone's is going to be the first 4 hour episode of private education <laughs> and another thing <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah and there's uh, okay so it, we're, all these behaviours I don't think I need to get into like the other list have we finished things. your list I want well to there's a few more things like stuff that we that we see that is not um, you sh you should avoid in an actual real life relationship so right. hypersexual behaviour in the early days of a relationship okay. so we saw this in Love Island or Love is Blind as well yes um, one of the girls meets the guy and she's like oh my god he's so gorgeous and he's like I just want to rip his clothes off can I put sex every day in a prenup yeah. and it's really over hyper sexualized. yeah and she's obviously um, using sex and her sexuality as a means to um, create a forced sense of closeness with the guy. Yeah. So it's very clear from my non-psychiatrist uh, psy um, viewing mm. that this guy, this one guy in Love is Blind, Bennett, Barnett, was talking to a couple of girls. Right. And there was a couple of girls who were ready to accept his proposal. Yeah. There's a... There's a, an, an alarm or a fire brigade going that's by. A, that's my ride. It's the fun police coming to take away <laughs> all of the fun. <laughs> that's the guards. They're here to take Cassie away. We hope everyone involved in that fire alarm is fine. Um, so there is hypersexual behaviour. Yeah, what? What? Yeah. Like, I think there's a healthy level of sexual. Isn't everyone on Love Island just hypersexually driven at the start like yeah, I mean, all it's in all their physical. early 20s and they're basically naked 24 yeah. hours a day yeah Love Island is physical and they're forced to share beds together 
Yeah, it's bizarre. But I think on Love is Blind, when this this guy Barnett was talking... Mm. Oh, Barnett yeah. Bennett. What's his name? Barnett. I think his name is Barnett. Barrett? No, Barnett. 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 His second name is Matt Barnett. Barnett. And he goes by Barnett. All right, Barnett. There you go. So Barnett is <laughs> talking you, to... Um, <laughs> Barnett is talking to multiple girls and there's multiple girls who are ready to... Um, yeah. That to is accept Jessica, his proposal. one of them. The sporty Jessica, girl. Jessica... Yeah. Amber and this girl Elsie who then leaves the show because she doesn't get an engagement but thankfully Jessica's also been talking to this other guy also ready to propose yeah so Jessica ends up with people are flat out trying to propose to Jessica yeah yeah, and Barnett ends up with Amber so Amber obviously all the girls are living in one house together Mm -hmm. so they can talk and mingle and like discuss their their dates and the guys go back and they discuss their dates as well which also creates this competition element yeah, of who wants to get the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the girl because I remember there, there was a guy who was like I'm really into I think it was Mark with Jessica mm-hmm. and Mark was like oh my god I'm mad about her and like I really really have a connection and Barnett was like oh I don't want to talk to Mark because he's like into my girl and you know yeah. they're competing and with each other in the same even house. then Barnett goes in and he's speaking to Jessica and he's mm-hmm. like look Mark is mad about you and I just I'm not into games if you're talking to him with the same intensity that's here yeah. then whatever and yeah. she's like I'll call it off with Mark and he's like great because I'm ready to propose to you the next day she's like do you still feel the same and he's like oh I don't know I'm just building these other connections with these other girls and so she goes back to Mark and basically <sighs> says Oh, well, look, Barnett, I was talking to Barnett, but I was confused. It was all him telling me because Mark is 24, Jessica's 34. She was like, it's all him putting ideas in my head and I'm sorry and I do want to be with you. So then they get engaged. Then Barnett goes back and he gets engaged to Amber. So Amber's obviously been aware that... I actually that feel like I'm on mushrooms listening to you it's talk bizarre. about this. It's so mental. So yeah, like, it's they mad. get engaged. And like the 24-year-old guy and the 34-year-old woman. That's not going to work. No. no. Oh, Ashing, none of it is going no to work. It's going to work. No one is going to and walk also, out of here happy. Jessica, like, you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'll sack off Barnet or sack off Mark for you, Barnet. And then when Barnet's like, actually, I'm not that mad about you. She's like, oh, Mark, hey, Mark, I'm so sorry. Like, and there's lots engaged. of tears. And then she's like, I love you so much. Oh. I love you. This will, you know, I will stick by you forever. So, forever. Um, like, you don't get, like, ma- like marriage. So I'm my nerves. Yeah. So then Barnet goes with Amber. And when yeah. Amber meets Barnet, she's really attracted to him. Because they're all attractive. Like they're all really good looking, able bodied fair. People. No, they are. There's not there's not much diversity or much not a bit much aesthetic. Mark's diversity. a little short, but that's about that's it. That's about the like. size of it. So um when Amber then I think knowing that there had been competition there with Barnet, she's obviously knows that she's seen Jessica as well. Jessica is typically beautiful blonde yeah. she's um, an athlete an athlete gorgeous yeah. physique and she hyper she's just hypersexual then towards Barnett she's like I want to rip his clothes off I want to do whatever and I think they take it into they go on holidays then and four out of the five couples sleep with each other on the first night or I think three out of five maybe but one definitely did stop they said they stayed up really late um, <laughs> and I think that was like the her over sexualizing the scenario and her her she hadn't up until that, up until that point yeah. been particularly sexual in her language yeah. and then introducing that I think is a mechanism for her to create that closeness and yeah. that yeah. um but that like that, forced bonding that's something that a lot like lots of people do when they don't have any other way to like 
you know I don't want to say coerce someone into a relationship but like when you're it's like when sealing you, the deal yeah it's like when you want to get get somewhere in a relationship with someone you use sex as a weapon yeah exactly or or a reward or as a reward yeah and you like know a, it's it's a, a praise thing it becomes sex becomes uh, and sexuality has for years between men and women been a currency like and yeah. you trade it back and forth to get what ultimately you what you want yeah. um and that that happens a lot in this but that is dangerous behavior yeah. and it's you know when you enter into a relationship with someone or you're dating someone or you you're just seeing or getting to know someone you shouldn't you can take your relationship to the next step or make your relationship official, mm-hmm. official without having to be sexual yeah. or not being overly sexual yeah. and you shouldn't set out if you're being hypersexual in the beginning, obviously there's at the start of a relationship, there is a lot of physical contact. You're getting yeah. to know each other. It's yeah. exciting. It's yeah. lovely. It's really, really nice. But if there's a level of hypersexuality there that makes you feel uncomfortable, that is a problem. Mm. You know, and it, it just these shows and viewing this on the TV and seeing this in the media and seeing this in the media for years, not mm. just these TV shows, yeah. kind of creates, perpetuates that idea that if you're not ripping each other's clothes off, there's no chemistry there yeah. and there's no, um, there's and nothing can there. We, can we also just swerve back to Love Island there for a second? Because something that strikes me when I watch it is, you know, when they find out that a couple is going into the hideaway, the, room room. the sex room. Yeah. So, Literally now, I, okay. I know they're all like in the early twenties, and 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 it's they're all still real excited about sex. But th- when when they when they suggest a couple to go in, and then the couple, right? This this is what happens on the violence. They're go- like this couple are going into a private room to essentially have the very very organized right first sexual mm. encounter they might not actually have sex but they they do other things um generally some of them don't but most of them do what like the girl will go off with the girls and she'll pick out her best lingerie and then the guy goes off with his guys and picks out i don't know the boxers that make his dick look the biggest and then the gir- literally the girl and her friends like walk out of their dressing yeah. room and the girl comes out and she's in her lingerie and the, the group of girls present her to all of these onlooking men and then the man comes over with his dick out and is like here I am here's my dick and then all the guys are like yeah they're like screaming like animals and the girls are like giggling and squeeze and it's like it's like when you're in primary school and you have to shift someone and everyone counts you down yes it is like that on acid it's like and it's so bizarre and it's like the weirdest thing ever because you're basically saying here is my friend here is the outfit that she is going to wear while she has the sex with this new guy that she like it's just bonkers and then they go off into the room and they have to have this most awkward filmed like forced intimacy thing and it's just intensely creepy yeah it is it is just another one of those things that is just so but imagine everybody cheering you to go off and have the right yeah imagine imagine like imagine like you and your girlfriend are like gonna have the ride all of her friends are on one side of the room all of your friends are on the other side of the room and everyone's like well done, well done. you look fantastic in those knickers there Cassie like great Off you hope go. you enjoy yourself like it's just demented it is it is bizarre um, but the last <laughs> thing sorry there are there is a list on psychology today of 
51 signs of an unhealthy relationship 51 Kathy we only have another 5 minutes okay I'll just I'll speak through it okay Um, no I'm not going to read this out but this this list has often done the rounds it's shared by like women's aid and stuff they often put together like the 12 checkpoints you should look out for okay and it's funny when you it's not funny but when you read through them you'll Mm. start seeing those behaviours in in those TV shows in those TV shows right right but the last one that I want to talk about that I think that I that I think is particularly dangerous Mm. is how it creates this sense of ownership over the other person. So in Are You The One, everyone has a match. And yeah. it's you're my match. You're my perfect match. You're mine. Everyone in else Love Island, step off. it's I'm going to couple up this person. That's my couple. That's my person. Because my my place on this TV show and in this game depends on me being in this couple. Being in that couple and having that ownership thing. And again, in Love Is Blind, it gamified it to the point where there was, you know, did Barnett actually want Jessica or did he want to just beat Mark? Did Mark want to beat Barnett to get Jessica? Jessica was the prize. Yeah. And the same with Barnett was the prize amongst the other girls. Like yeah. it it just created this weird sense of that is mine. I'm having that. And that's language then that we're seeing in Love is Blind. Amber when so they all go on holidays then together and they don't realise it, but they're they're met up. So they all get to see each other in real life. Right. So Jessica does meet Barnett. Okay. And they can all see, the girls can all see all the guys, all the okay. guys can see all the girls. And then they're like, the guys are like, well, I've been talking to her as well and I did have a connection with her. And now that I see that she's blonde, then maybe my connection is suddenly stronger. So they int- they reintroduce the physical element but of the relationship. But aren't these people all already engaged? Yes. <laughs> yes, Ashling. They are all engaged. It just engaged. makes me want to cry. And every now and then in the corner of the screen, it's like 36 days until the weddings or like 25 days until the weddings. And you're like, this is... Oh, palpitation inducing because it's A, not enough time to plan a wedding. <laughs> really, from a logistical perspective, aside from all of this crazy relationship they're shit. in Cancun. They're just, they're not prepared. How are they going to book a photographer? Um, and they're going to stress out a lot of photographers. <laughs> but it is not, it's not, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's bizarre, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But there is that language there where Amber's like if she tries and goes for my man Mm. you know no one's going to beat me he is mine and like that is the most fundamentally dangerous position to have in a relationship yeah you do not own the other person no the other person like your significant other your partner or whatever is that it's a partner yeah and you should be going into things equally and this idea of ownership that's perpetuated by all of these reality tv shows i think is fundamentally the most fucked up thing that we can allow Mm. young people or people entering into the relationships to buy into because it is from that that obsessive ownership will breed toxic relationships Mm -hmm. so all in all, to summarize, thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Turn off the internet. Stop watching TV. Don't watch any more reality TV shows. And please, on the 18th of June, please vote for Cassie Delaney. Number, give her your number one vote. And uh, we're gonna, I'm actually going to segregate the entire country. Um, men and women can go live on different islands. Queers and another one all together. No one's allowed to mingle. Everyone just live by themselves. It's the safest With no televisions. Way. None um, whatsoever. But, but, but your income tax is safe. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Where, where do you stand good. on that sort I of mean, thing? I will improve the revenue online system as all Fantastic. I can say. Okay, brilliant. Great. If you can improve revenue.ie, we will all vote for you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm sorry for ruining everyone's Friday. <laughs> um, 
so that nobody should watch anything on Netflix for the next while just just steer clear of all any and all reality TV shows actually do you know what I was only thinking of when you were talking there not that I wasn't fully focused on all of your 51 points yeah. um, I was thinking about Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson oh we didn't even get on to that <laughs> like there seems to be a bit of a resurgence yeah a newlyweds resurgence what is that where because does that Jessica, stem from Jessica she wrote a book. Her, bu- her book okay yeah and Nick is on Love is Blind so both oh my thriving. god he is on Love is Blind Nick is the presenter Sorry, of Love is I Blind I remember I'm having a flashback here to something that made me get sick in my mouth Vanessa Lachey Nick Lachey's wife second wife introduced second wife sorry clarification introduced herself and she said hi I'm Vanessa Lachey and then the camera panned to Nick and he went and I'm obviously her husband Nick Lachey and I was like is why are you saying the word obviously there what is obvious about because that because this, this is the, the this thing. Is the thing it's the like it's the togetherness yeah. they like we must be together like it's the like hanging your worth on somebody else yeah. like hanging your worth and your position in, in in a relationship or again gamifying it so the people yeah. in the relationships win and the yeah. people who are on their own are losers yeah. and that's not the case and also I'm I'm um I'm going to start a petition to free Vanessa from Nick Lachey because I actually think she must be being like well that's apparently there's quite a lot of in stuff in, in Jessica's book about how unhealthy their relationship it, was but did you ever watch the show like I watched the show I watched one episode um to, re- to refresh my memory about what a dickhead Nick was and it, the episode is the one where she's they move into their new house or they're, they're, they've, they've moved in and she's she's like oh and I she tries to empty a vase of flowers into a bin and the water goes everywhere and she's like Nick I made a boo boo and like she acts like a complete child which is fine that's 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 whatever that's on her but then he comes in and he's like Jesus Christ Jessica and he just openly hates her like yeah. he openly thinks there was a lot she of that. Is stupid dumb, yeah. and he openly thinks she is lazy and he openly thinks he, like you're literally looking at him going sorry why did you marry this woman but again that where are you on a game show that where are conflict you on this? in the relationship is what made it such an entertaining TV show totally back through the lens of like yeah. haha this is grand this yeah. is reality TV mm-hmm. when I was 13 I didn't know what I was watching no but I like if you were Nick in a relationship with someone who was so mean to you as he was to her yeah. Like, you'd be miserable. This is the thing, though, right? 13-year-old me watching Nick Lachey. Thought he was a gift. Oh, my God, a gift. And I yeah. thought, Jessica, well, you are a bit thick. But now, looking back, I'm like, oh, no. Okay, you were misunderstood, Jessica. And also, Nick was a complete wanker. But this is what this is what, this is, this is the point. And it's come full circle. Because Cassie is worried about the 13-year-olds of now looking at Love Island, thinking that Mike and his could-I-be-happier shite is healthy. Yeah, and it is not. Or the actual, which we didn't get into at all, just comparing available people against each other. Mm. So saying Jessica is better than Amber, who's better than Elsie, who's better than that because of X, Y and Z. Mm -hmm. It's like, just give everyone a chance. Turn off the internet. (laughs) So take home messages, turn the internet off, give everyone a chance. Just be kind to people. Just be be kind. nice. And don't be um, dickheads. And to be honest, you probably won't be happier with someone else. <laughs> Happiness is a myth, yeah. everyone. It's all fleeting anyway. <laughs> and death Thank comes you. to us all. And we will end there. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to wrap this up in any way I possibly can. Thank you very much for listening. Happy Friday. Happy whatever bloody day it is that you're listening. Um, I'm delighted that you're still sticking around because God knows... Um, 
I, I sh- yeah, I'm just shocked that everyone is still listening and I'm unbelievably grateful as always. Um, thank you, Cassie. You're Will welcome. you do every episode with me? Absolutely. I Like when she said she had a lot of feelings. I did not know what was there. I didn't know the surface all the time. I didn't know what I was in for. I'm like heavy on my period. I'm just recovering from the shingles. I don't socialize a lot. It's there all the time. I, I've on the changed surface. Cassie in my phone from Cassie Delaney to Cassie Shingly back. Um, I'm available for all and any corporate events. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch. Um, thanks, Emma. Thanks for um, bearing witness to to this situation. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Stay safe, have fun. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.